Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes I right, welcome back to the show. Football in full swing. College over the weekend. We talked about Colorado and the Pac-12, and uh, we're going to certainly talk some Cardinals and NFL here as well. This is the right guy to talk to, Wolf, because, uh, well, his son's on Colorado, and he's very familiar with the Cardinals. CBS Sports NFL analyst Jay Feely joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, thank you for the time. How are you doing? I'm good. Wolf knows. We sat at dinner. He thought he was going to have to save my life, although he didn't have to. Uh, but I did tell him all about Colorado. <laughs> I was choked on a piece of lettuce, and Wolf was going to run over and get it. I think he would have broke about like eight ribs on me. If he did <laughs> Jay, seriously, the look on your face at that point in time, I was, I, I was two seconds away. All right, Jay, you brought it up. I was literally two seconds away from jumping out of my chair and just giving him the Heimlich, wow. and yet he hacked up this piece of lettuce, man. <laughs> it was Wolf was going to save my life, though. I know it. I can tell <laughs> Wolf. How you doing, buddy? Wolf stepping up. You doing okay, Jay? All right, good. I man. had such an awesome weekend down there in Dallas, sitting out in the heat. I was there. I had my parents were there, and uh, my wife and two daughters. So it was kind of fun to just be there for Jason to, and to watch him. Now, Wolf. I have never been more nervous in my life. It's so stinking hard to sit in the stands and watch versus being out on the field. I know. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I, I know. It really is. I, I totally felt that for you, Jay. But how, how do you think he did? Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty good game. All in all, the team played really, really well. I wasn't surprised. Um, I was surprised, you know, that they um, – pleasantly surprised that they won the game. I knew they were going to be in the game. I didn't know if they could make enough plays you know, defensively and protect the ball enough. But Shadir Sanders played unbelievable. Um, you know, but I told you when we were sitting at dinner, remember what you guys asked me about him. I'm like, he, he's better than people think. Like yeah. he, he is an accurate passer. He plays on time. He plays in rhythm. He's going to get the ball out and distribute it. And they got some playmakers. And, and you certainly saw that in the game. And Travis Hunter is just a beast. I mean, to play almost 150 snaps. Well, can you imagine that no, in 100 degree heat? It's nope. unbelievable. Yeah, that's unreal. We're talking to Jay Feely. Jay, that just the the vibe, the hype around that team now here. I mean, did you expect that? <laughs> what was it like having your son play for a team coached by Deion Sanders? Maybe that's the better question. Well, if we go back to January when he went into the transfer portal, the first thing I did was was reach out to Deion when he got the job, and I knew that he needed a kicker um, because he and I go back like six years. And you know, he I, I have this great video that I showed Wolf at dinner of Deion talking to my son when he was a freshman in high school and just saying, like, I need a kicker like you to come play for me. You know, a dude who plays linebacker as well. Uh, you know, so it's kind of a full circle to actually have it come to fruition and he transfers and he goes to play there. And, you know, he was the reason why I, I really wanted Jace to go play there because I knew him. I knew the kind of man that he was. And, you know, I think people look at Dion and they think, you know, he's this great marketer and prime time and all that kind of flash. But at, at his core – He's a football guy, and he wants players to be accountable. He's going to hold them accountable. He wants them all to dress a certain way. He wants them all to act a certain way. Uh, and he believes in the physicality of the game. Like, Wolf, you would love the things that he says to that team about the way in which they're going to play. 
It's a great story, and it's really cool to have it happen at, at sort of a, a different school, and it, 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 was, it was the highlight of the weekend for sure. Um, spinning this forward now, Jay, to the upcoming week in the NFL, and, and with the Cardinals specifically, they have not officially named their starter, as Jonathan Gannon has made it a point he wasn't going to do that. You know, When you look at the candidates here and, and what's on the line here in week one and how this season might go, how, how would you approach this with Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon? I think you just got to play the guy who plays the best in practice, you know, and does, does Josh Jobs have enough time to understand the offense? Obviously he's been in it before, but understand the offense well enough to come in and, and to run it effectively, or do you trust a rookie, you know, and, and that's a tough thing to do to, to take a guy who's a fifth round pick who, you know, admittedly has played well at times during, you know, the preseason, but to say, Hey, you're going to be our opening day starter. Um, you know, and, and, and really it comes down to the other guys. Like you have to be able to run the ball well, and, and rely on your offensive line, which is the strength of that team, and, and then hit, hit those playmakers you know, with play-action play shots down the field. That's what it comes down to, not the quarterback. So in regard to the Arizona Cardinals, did you hear the news of the six captains that were announced? Um, yeah, and obviously uh, Kyler Murray being a captain was, was a big deal. You yeah, know? And, I was going to say, what, what is your biggest takeaway from that? That's the takeaway. And gosh, I've been waiting for him to step up and be that leader, be that captain. And that's what I want to see him do this year. It's the number one thing I want to see him do is to take this team and make it his own whenever he's back and physically he can be out there on the field. But you can do a lot as a captain without being on the field if you're Kyler Murray in those first four weeks. You know, helping those other quarterbacks, helping those players, and just trying to, in any way you can, be a leader on that team. You know, and if he's able to take that step and become that person and that leader, you know, then I think his his physical traits are there. It, it's it's can he be that leader and he can he galvanize a team together and make that team follow him and will that team to follow him. We're talking to Jay Feely. Jay, I mean, you've, you've heard all this. There's a lot of focus on Caleb Williams already in next year's draft. There's a lot of people saying Kyler Murray won't even play this year. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to sit him. But where, where do you come out on, on how pivotal this season could be for Kyler Murray one way or the other? Enormous. Uh, it's just absolutely enormous. This mm-hmm. is because of the fact that you have your first-round pick and you have the Texans' first-round pick. And you have a couple of quarterbacks and, and Drake May and and Caleb Williams that, you know, figure to go, you know, one, two, or right high up there that are, the teams are going to want and are going to want to move up for. Because if you're the Cardinals, the best thing that can happen, Kyler comes back, he's healthy, he takes a leadership role, you know he's your future. And then if you have the first round pick or first overall pick and you can trade that for a bevy of picks, now you can really remake that team and jumpstart that whole process so quickly you know with a new gm and a new head coach that's the best case scenario for cardinals this year so jay when you look at the arizona cardinals going on the road in week one and playing the commanders what is the matchup you go to first well i i think it you know this game starts in the trenches wolf it's it's a it's your kind of game you know because james connor has got to be especially whoever's starting at quarterback he's got to be the central focus of your team and to be able to do that, your offensive line's got to win. And and there's meaning James Conner. Meaning James, James Conner, right? He's That's right, James Conner. Yep. Jay, when you when you just kind of look at, at how this season is is set up for the Cardinals, and knowing Kyler Murray's not going to play for at least the first four weeks, how are you approaching this? If you're this team with a new coach and a new front office, and, and you're trying to build a culture, and you're trying to you know sell sell your guys on on certain things, but the wins may not follow, so you may not get that instant reinforcement. 
I think it's accountability every day from the coaching staff all the way on down to each player, right? You have to allow yourself to be accountable as the head coach and your assistants to be accountable just as you would the players, you know, and, and everybody has to be on the same page of what you're trying to accomplish. And you go out there and it's one play at a time, one game at a time. And that's what your focus has to be. You know, for me right now, too, uh, I think of the matchup, Jay. I think immediately of that defensive line for the commanders. They are, that is no joke, Jay. I mean, they are so good. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, if he's able to go, of course, Montez Sweat. These guys right now, and mm-hmm. the way that Jack Del Rio is the defensive coordinator, uses them. These guys, I think, when healthy, they might be the best four-man pass rush in the game. That's their strength, and they don't want to blitz. They want to be able to get pressure without blitzing with those guys up front. You know, and if the Cardinals' offensive line can handle them and give their time, you know, be able to run the ball and then give their quarterback time to be able to find his weapons downfield, then, then you have ability because you have weapons in the receiving core to be able to stretch the field and be able to go underneath and guys that can – get yards after the catch you know but it all starts with the big guys up front uh jay you've got the uh, the broncos raiders game this weekend here in week one <laughs> based on your your early research on the broncos how different is is that team with sean payton there instead of nathaniel hackett well you talk about resetting a culture you know and going out and getting a guy the number one question is can sean payton come in and can he revive Russell Wilson's career. Can he look at him? And I, and I think he is. I think by far I thought he was the number one guy that you had to go out and get if you were the Denver Broncos as your head coach because he doesn't just believe in calling plays. He believes in calling an offense. And so he's going to create an identity around his, the strength of his players on that offense, in particular Russell Wilson. You know, they didn't do a lot of bootlegs last year. They were bottom of the league in play action, which I just don't understand because that's who Russell Wilson is. And you can, you can be sure that that's what Sean Payton's going to do. So it's going to be a fun weekend because Colorado plays at home against Nebraska on Saturday. So I'm going to jet up there and watch that game and then get back in time to do production meetings and then call my game on Sunday. We're going to have a lot of fun. That's pretty sweet. That's a good setup right there. Good luck to you and your family and God bless brother. Thanks Jay. Thanks guys. Great to talk to you.